So welcome to Mindset Movement. How are you doing? I hope you're having an awesome day. So today we're going to have a real talk. <laughs> I love that, that subject, real health talk. We're going to bring on someone who actually has been through disease, who've, who's come out of the end healthy. Uh, this woman is 64 years old, but between you and I, she doesn't look uh, a day over 50. She's amazing. Um, she's also a motivational speaker, an author. Well, she'll introduce herself, okay? We're going to interview her on her journey and how she managed to stay healthy, all right? I'm going to bring her on just after this. The mind, mind, body, and soul. Real comfortable. The mind, body, and soul. Real comfortable. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, Sass. Thanks for having me today. Thank you. Thank you for accepting. It's exciting. It's so lovely to have you with me today. So we met on LinkedIn, just like that, social media. Yeah. Yes. Quite big on LinkedIn. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to listeners? Tell us who you are and a bit about what you've been through. Okay. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for being on our show with us today. I am Doretha. I go by the name D, and I am a 13-year breast cancer survivor, and I'm just so proud and honored to be here just to share with you some of the healthy tips that have helped me. And please forgive me if you hear a little sound in the background. I have two parakeets, and they are not participating today at being quiet. So forgive me for that. But I love life. And I will honestly tell you, life changed dramatically for me after battling breast cancer. That is incredible. So that's go back 13 years, right? Yeah. Those with breast, breast cancer. Yeah. So the, what goes through your mind 13 years ago when you're diagnosed with that, when you're told mm -hmm. that, what, what, what went through your mind at that, that moment? You know, uh, first, I want to just share with the, the audience, one of the most important things, especially women, we really should have our yearly mammograms. And I can credit having a yearly mammogram for all those years is a big part of why my cancer was caught early. I was actually on vacation. I worked in a school system, a private school in Princeton, New Jersey. And on my break, winter break, I went to Mexico. But every December, I have a mammogram. So after the mammogram, I got on the plane and I went to Mexico for, for our winter break. I was in Mexico when I got the call that I needed to return to my doctor because my mammogram had become, was, was abnormal. Wow. You can imagine the fear that was in my heart hearing those words. We need to see you right away. Mm-hmm. That must have been very, very scary. Very frightening, yeah. yes. We had to come back to, to the States to, yes. that, to get that sorted. Yes. Okay. And what did you go through in terms of, of treatment and stuff? Okay. My breast cancer was a stage two. Although a stage two is a minimum stage, but it was an, a very aggressive form of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I thank God today that I am here because I am not sure if I would even be here for your interview today 
had I not had that cancer diagnosed very early. Through my treatment, I had a lumpectomy, radiation, and chemotherapy. Oh, wow. I was, yes, I was actually in treatment for over two years, and I chose a clinical trial because my attitude is if I have cancer and that there is something that might help me, I'm willing to take the chance to do it. And I am grateful that I did that. And look at you today. Today you're cancer-free. I am cancer-free. And I feel exceptionally happy and truly blessed and lucky to be here. And I think your your faith played a, a huge yes. role as well in that, didn't it? Absolutely. You have to have the strong faith and believe. And a part of being healthy is knowing when to let go of things that are no longer good for you. Right. So what did you have to let go of to become healthy then? I was in a relationship for a long, long time. And, you know, we both went our separate ways. And so it was very difficult for me, not only having battled breast cancer, but ending a relationship that I had been in for a long time. But you learn to to let go. For example, if you have friends that are just not there for you, and it's always something going on negative that was the time for me to let go. Okay. And uh, just letting go of fear, to be honest, just knowing that I've been diagnosed with something that is very devastating. I have to change my mindset. That's really, really interesting. Um, first of all, letting go, because this, this is what, um, when you learn about uh, cancer and how it stays in your body, we're learning about certain um, cells which are yes. supposed to be born and then do their work and then die. They don't die. They stay there. They don't let go. So the message that you had to let go of certain things, that's a very important message. I went through the same. Also, yes. the mindset. So here we're on mindset movement. Mm-hmm. So what type of mindset did you have to develop? Who did you have to become? Be to be able I to had to develop that, that I have a new start of life. And so the same things, the old things that I used to do, I knew that there was time for a change. When I heard those awful words, you have breast cancer, the first persons that I thought of were my daughter and my granddaughter. And I knew that I needed to fight for them. And by fighting for them and letting them realize, you know, I love you so much and this is so worth me just to fight to get through this because I want to be with you for an awful long time. And when you do that, when I speak about letting go, letting go is one of the toughest things to do, especially if there are situations that you've been in for a long time, it becomes a habit. But I've learned, for example, going out. nature. I love being near the water. And I would suggest that to anyone that's going through anything, whether it be cancer or even this COVID-19, because it is something now that we're shut in. Once a week, I get in my car and I take a drive near a body of water. If it's not near a body of water, it's somewhere around nature, birds singing. Because these are little things that sometimes we take for granted. I can honestly tell you, 
being near the mountains and the water, I know has helped soothe me and helped me to get, get through cancer. That's wonderful, you know. Um, I'm also a water person. Um, I mentioned that because one, I once did a video on the, the five elements, the elements of yes. fire, water, air. And um, I'm the sort of person who always needs to go near water to, to like, be reborn. Mm-hmm. So holidays have to be near water. Some people prefer the mountains. Yes. And that's where they get their energy. Uh, and some people's near the water. And mine's definitely like you. Like, mm-hmm. like water. So it's, mm-hmm. it's important if people are able to, especially during the, the lockdown. Yes. Um, to go somewhere where they can be uh, re-energized. I think that's... That was uh, so very true. That's, that's it. Yes. Hmm. Did you change your um, way of eating? I did. I did. I um, I do a lot of, I cook a lot of sautéed leafy green vegetables. Yum. And one of the favorite ones that I've learned to enjoy is actually sautéed kale with onions. It's very healthy. The leafy green v- vegetables are all very good for you. And sometimes, yes, I still go with the fatty foods. But I realize that changing the way that we eat, the way that we live, it does make a huge difference. I love fruits, fruit for breakfast. Oatmeal is very, very good. But I must admit, I still love a nice, thick red stick. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I know that sometimes eating a lot of meat is not healthy for you. But I believe the steak is what gives me that protein and that I feel good dinner. So, yeah. so yes, actually changing the way that we eat does make a huge difference. If we can get away from a lot of our fatty foods and, and a lot of foods that sometimes we don't know if it is a cause of cancer. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we don't know. But one thing is for sure um, so when you when you get cancer, it's it's like a message that your body is telling you that something needs to give, something needs to change. Yes, yes. Living the way you've been living all your life, mm-hmm. uh, and despite that, um, you you got cancer. Then something needs to shift, either in your mind, mm-hmm. either in your your body, either in your food, either in exercise. Something needs to give. When people say, "Oh, I'm going to continue exactly the way as I've been doing before." It's like, well, you're not listening to the message. So yes, made a few tweaks in, yes. your, uh, in your way uh, of eating. Personally, today I'm vegan. Okay, great. Should I say flexitarian? Because I mean, sometimes I'll, I will have um, a bit of fish, like maybe once uh, once um, every two weeks. Or okay. Once. I also take supplements to make sure that, you know, I don't lack any uh, nutrients. Okay, um, good. I've learned how to uh, eat differently mm-hmm. and love it. How mm-hmm. to eat differently and love it. I was taught meat. My mum's from the West Indies. Okay. So meat, um, mm-hmm. starchy food, like potatoes or rice. Yeah, yeah. Right? And veg. I was taught those three things. Um, so I've learned to eat differently. I maybe become more French. You yeah. see? <laughs> A lot of vegetables as well, especially yeah. in South France. Mm-hmm. And I am loving it. It's doing my body uh, a world of good. Wonderful. So find what is good for you and to and to make that shift. What about having a healthy mind? 
what what else do you do mm-hmm. on a regular basis now? Okay. Like having a healthy mind is the biggest part of overcoming any obstacle, cancer, breakups, whatever. To have a healthy mind, and I'm just going to share for me, I love journaling. If you get a moment, take the time to sit down in maybe 10 minutes and just write in your journal. I pretty much, and I showed this to Sass yesterday, I have a yearly planner that I I have, I have every year, and I write something in there every day. One of the most important things that I do is at the end of the year, I go back and I revisit everything that I had written down for that year. And you will be amazed at how much you've grown, how much you've changed, but to start a healthy mind mindset, I would say start journaling because I can look back now and see what I was doing five years ago today. And when you see things in writing, it helps you more. It helps you to be able to realize, wow, I have changed. I have accomplished that goal. So the first thing that I would honestly say for healthy, changing your life in a healthy mindset, start journaling. And I'm so happy to help you. You will have all of my information, but I'm happy to help you um, to understand the importance of journaling because we can talk a lot about what we want to do and where we want to go. But when you go back and read what you've accomplished And I'm going to say, start small. For example, I shared with Sash yesterday, at the end of December, to start my new year, I will write down five places I would love to visit in the new year. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to visit all of those places, but I'm going to jot down five places I'd love to go in 2020. And when you get a chance to have those opportunities to go to those places you wrote down a year ago, you will be amazed. Most importantly, mindset. Stay away from negativity and negative people. Never let anyone bring you down. You have that control of your own life. And my attitude, I have beat cancer. I am now in the middle of this COVID-19. And if I have survived cancer, I can survive anything. And many people do not understand the new D, but I love who I am. And it would not have happened had I not been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. 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 So positive. I love the way you said, I love who I am. Yes. How many people can look at themselves Mm -hmm. inside, outside and say, I love who I am. Mm -hmm. So always... Spending time criticizing, self-sabotaging. Yes. You've got to a place where you actually love who you are and you've let go of any resistance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you shine. Once you get rid of things that are holding you back, you can't see the good in you because you're so busy fighting this person or fighting this boss or fighting this that you get up in the morning and you're like, you don't even realize who you are. I honestly love me. 
at the age of, well, we mentioned 64. I will be 64 in September. I know there is no way that I would have been able to reach the age of 63 now. Dress nice, speak well, treat people nicely, and you will never, or should I say, rarely ever see me without a smile. That smile is my way of saying, girl, you battled cancer. There is nothing that you can't deal with. So don't allow, and I'm going to say this to you, my audience, don't wait until you hear something devastating. If anything, allow this COVID-19 to be a time where you are shut in and work on your goals and work on your dreams and start your journaling today after you get off of this show and start writing some things that you would like to accomplish after COVID-19. I already know one of the first things that I'd like to do is to travel to the Smoky Mountains because when I battled breast cancer, my friend at the time, we did a day trip to the mountains. I had no idea. Looking over, looking at the valleys, looking up to the mountains, that that was going to play a big part of my healing for breast cancer. So wherever you are, think of some places that you may have passed as you were traveling to work. Now, get in the car and go to that place, although we can't really get out for this COVID-19, but take a ride. Listen to the sound of the birds. Notice things that you never noticed before because you know what? We're driving to work and we're driving so fast to get to work. Now I'm taking my time and I'm like, oh my God, I never knew there was a winery there. So do you love you and it will show. You will glow and people will not understand the new change. But as long as you're happy inside your mind, your heart and your soul, there's nothing better. Wow. You know, they say people who reach the level of um, complete self-love uh, are people who actually look younger or get younger as mm-hmm. they actually look physically younger. Mm-hmm. You know, be I believe to- that. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. I think that when you find happiness and it may takes, it takes time, you know, no matter what you're going through, we, we all go through a battle somehow, some way, but when you really stop and take the time to love you, We love our kids. We love our boyfriends. We love our husbands. We love everyone else, but we don't know how to love us. So when you take the moment and say, you know what? This day is all about me. It starts small, but you're beautiful. You all, we all are beautiful creatures in this world. Take this time now to sit back and think of all the things that you want to do in your life. Because believe me, the moment they say, you know what, we can all get out and we can all do things. I will never be the same again because I will now know how to treasure life a lot more differently than what it was before this COVID-19. So love you, love yourself first. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. It's a good reminder, you know, a bit like on the planes where they say there's an accident, help yourself first before helping the person next to you. Yes. Well, you have to love yourself first. 
Um, Absolutely. It does begin at home. Uh, tell me, Dee, so I saw on LinkedIn that uh, you give uh, conferences or motivational speeches. Do you travel for that? Can you tell us how and how you got into that? What do you do exactly? Well, this is going to be one of the strangest ways that I started my motivational speaking. I have been, you know, I've always talked with girlfriends and, you know, how we have a group of girlfriends, but never in my wildest dreams that I thought that I would have the bravery, the courage to speak in front of large crowds. My speaking started with, unfortunately, as I was battling cancer, my mother was diagnosed with cancer in the middle of my chemotherapy. My family had no idea mom had cancer. She was being treated for pneumonia. It was doing her service. Well, prior to her service, my oncologist said, Dee, I am going to say something to you that is so difficult, but I know that you're going to bury your mother tomorrow. I am going to ask of you to please try to hold your composure. You're in a very high risk with chemotherapy that a lot of stress could do a lot of damage to you. Hmm. Can you imagine going to a service of your mom and you can't cry? So I'm sitting on the pulpit, you know, on the row, first row with my family. And, you know, they're upset and I'm just sitting there. And at the end of the service, right before the service were to end, I asked the funeral director, do you mind if I just have a few words? I honestly can't tell you what triggered that. And I jumped up and I started speaking about my mom, which in the church was probably about 300 guests. And when I finished speaking, I got a standing ovation. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, what is this about? And believe it or not, that was the start of my motivational speaking. So I joined Toastmasters so I could learn to speak well and get rid of my uh, um, things of that nature. And I have never stopped since. So I know that my mom is a big part of everything that I'm doing in my life at this time. And I miss her dearly, but I know she's with me everywhere I go. That's great. I've also, I know Toastmasters as well. So they, they really yes, yes. correctly. Um, and also you, you also um, travel to do like speeches and conferences from the calls. Tell me, tell us about that. I've, I have been very fortunate to have had an opportunity to travel for a well-known pharmaceutical company. I was asked to travel to Singapore and Switzerland to speak to their employees during an employee workshop, talking about an awesome opportunity. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would get to Singapore or Switzerland. It was absolutely a wonderful opportunity. And that happened because I happened to be, had been taking a drug that was manufactured by this pharmaceutical company. And someone heard about my courage and my strength and my smile going through all this cancer. And uh, the company actually sent a representative to interview me. And I shared with SAS yesterday that, you know, I'm thinking they're coming in and going to have a notepad and all. This gentleman actually came with a cameraman. <laughs> and set up in an ice cream parlor because they knew I loved ice cream. So 
So we found an ice cream parlor in Philadelphia and it was cameras, lights and action. And people were walking by. I felt like I was this huge celebrity. And uh, it was all because of battling cancer. And I feel that I'm being, I am used as a spokesperson to just encourage people, just encourage women that, Yes, life is difficult. Things happen, but we just got to keep on keeping on. You know, even through all of this now with what we're going through, I've honestly came to the conclusion, this is out of my control. So there's no need for me to worry about something I honestly have no control about. So I'm spending this time to write my speeches, network, because when this Corona is COVID-19 is over, then I hope to be on a plane traveling the world to help encourage and inspire as many women as I can. <laughs> yeah, I would love to, to be this, there. Love this um, ice cream parlor bit where you were filmed, how, how long ago was that? It was absolutely wonderful. It was during the summertime. But when? Last year? How, how, how long ago? Uh, that was uh, three years ago. Okay. About three years ago. And since then, I've been featured on this pharmaceuticals website. Yes, I have a brochure that uh, is a part of this uh, campaign. And I'm just overall grateful that to have been noticed because I wasn't doing anything any different. But I also want to share with you as well one of the most important things for me was my relationship with my doctor. And I will tell everyone, when you have a diagnosis such as cancer, you want to be treated like a human being and not a person that is standing in a deli line. You know how you're in the deli and you have that number, number one, number two, and everything is so fast? No, 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 no. I will be the first to tell you, shake that doctor's hand, say thank you so very much, but I'm going to move on because I know that I'm going to need someone that's going to be with me for quite a long time. So a relationship with your doctors are extremely important. And always keep that in mind. If you go in a, a doctor's office and it's like they don't have the time for you, shake their hand, thank you, and find someone that can spend some quality time with you. Yeah. Life is precious. Definitely. A good relationship with your doctor, good communication. Yes. Sometimes you have that same doctor that can follow your, your um, disease uh, throughout your whole life. Yes. You know, see them 10 years after, you'll see them for regular checkups. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're, they're like a house doctor, but even closer they know more about your, your health. So it's important That's to have a good relationship with them. That is so very true. And I actually want to share with you just how much I love my oncologist. I know that he is very well educated in breast cancer. I know that he treats hundreds and hundreds of women on Tuesdays and Thursdays in his office. And I lived in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. And 10 years ago, I moved to Maryland closer to DC. I commute once a year three hours, one way, just to go back for my yearly checkups. Now, sure, there are hundreds of doctors in my area that I could just go 
you know, a five minute drive. But because of my relationship with this oncologist and knowing that he really cared deeply for me, it is worth me making that drive every year to go and visit. So one of the routines I want to share with you since the breast cancer, and this was 2007, I would go to my doctor's visit. I would drive from this area, go to my doctor's visit, and my ritual every time was to go to Red Lobster to treat <laughs> myself to lunch. <laughs> it has now become, well, 13 years. The same staff at that Red Lobster, when I walk in the door, they are like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And the reason for that is they saw me when I was sick and I couldn't go in and actually eat a lot of seafood, but at least I'd have mashed potatoes or something because after all now I've driven that distance. But now can you imagine their face? When I go in and I'm bubbly with my, and I still wear my dresses and my heels to my annual checkups. And I can, I always remember my last trip. They were like, oh my God, you look so good. So not only did it, it wasn't helping me, it was helping someone like a staff member at Red Lobster who remembered me for all these years, once a year. So you really don't know the impact that you have on people. Yeah. But a lot of it has to do is when you're happy, it shows and you make other people happy that are around you. That's wonderful. Oh, that's such, such, such good news. You know, you go there every year, they see yeah. you and they see you looking yeah. better. You dress up, you put your heels on. Yeah. Remember, you're a woman as well. Yes. And you go and they see that you help, you're healthy. That must yes. be a good example for them. Yes. And <laughs> just because you feel bad or are battling something, don't, don't let it show. You know, still get dressed up, still put your makeup on and go out. And trust me, there are a lot of times I did not feel like putting makeup on or heels. But when I walk into my doctor's office with heels and a dress on, I'm helping that other woman who's sitting there who just got diagnosed for breast cancer. So he's looking at me and saying, oh, my God, if she went through it, then I can too. So I use my smile and my dress style to help that next woman. Wonderful. I do the same. I always, yeah. I love to hear the doctor say, you look so well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I do for. It's like the better I look. Um, and when the people say that back to you, you're going to feel mm-hmm. it. It's like a mirror effect. You're Absolutely. Feel so yes, Absolutely. do your hair, your makeup, still get dressed and put on your smile. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. I read somewhere that you wrote a couple of books. I have. I have. And an audience, I'm telling you, it's amazing what cancer or any obstacles you're going through in life will happen. But I did write a book and the name of the book is Open Up the Door and Let Me In. And this is a copy of the book. It actually was written when I was going through cancer. When I was battling cancer, going through chemotherapy, couldn't go out. I just took a regular pad of paper and just started writing. And little did I know, I ended up with a manuscript. So the book Open Up the Door and Let Me In is a day-by-day journal of what my days were like for 365 days. Now, most people would think the book would be sad because it's talking about battling cancer, but there's some funny parts of the book 
that I've had a lot of women to say to me, oh my God, I read about what happened to you two days ago. And it happened to me. Something as simple as when you're going through chemotherapy, there were times I could not even remember how to spell the word and, A-N-D. I thought I was losing my mind. But it is all a part of when they mention chemo fog. It really does happen. So I wrote the book, Open Up the Door and Let Me In. One part of the book, when you read it, you'll see that we went to Disney World. It was my second year anniversary. And out of the crowd, my daughter, granddaughter, and I were chosen to ride the float. Now, can you imagine Disney World on the float with thousands of people and we are waving and waving. And I, again, I know that had I not battled cancer, there's no way in the world I probably would have gotten chosen to ride on the Disney World float. So there's so many wonderful things that have come out of battling cancer for me that, my God, I can't even imagine what else is going to happen. So that, again, writing that book is all a part of journaling. My second book, I'm a co-author for a book titled Living Your Vision and Purpose, and it is edited by Linda Eastman. I went to Louisville, Kentucky to get my certification in women's issues. So again, all of this had to do with battling cancer, realizing that I have a second chance in life, and all those things that I wanted to do, and never dreamed I would do it, they're happening to me now. So all I can say to you is get out there, do what you love to do. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about you, because if we worry about what this person thinks or that person thinks, we're never going to be happy. If you're happy within yourself, then that is all that matters. And quite frankly, when you're happy, it shows. Some people are going to love it and gravitate to you. And some people are going to think you're crazy because this lady has a smile on her face all the time. And even through this whole COVID-19, I'm still smiling. Am I frustrated? Am I disappointed that I can't get out and I can't travel and I can't? Yeah, but you know what? I realize we're all affected. We're all in this together. So be happy. Love you. Get rid of anything, anybody that's that's not bringing you joy because life is precious. Whether you go through cancer or whether you're going through anything, start with you. And it's like a baggage, you know, a suitcase. Just throw things out and say, you know what? I don't want to deal with this type of uh, life or this type of drama anymore. Life is precious. And if you if you get anything out of me today, just remember Love you. You are number one. If you can't, if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of anyone else. So love you. It also sounds, I mean, you sound very fulfilled. Um, you've gone for your dreams of what you want to do. So you became um, a, a speaker through Toastmasters. Uh, you got your levels. You said you, you got a, a certification as well when it came to um, writing. Yes, I actually have certification in women's issues. I am certified, a certified life coach. And uh, just last week, because again, with the virus, I had started a 12-week business entrepreneur class. And last week, I graduated with a certification in 
a business entrepreneur. So that business, I will be teaching or training front desk receptionists, administrative assistants, and anyone working in customer service, some fabulous skills to make that person, to have that person to become a stellar director of first impressions. And we all know that customer service has changed a lot. Yeah. For me, because I've spent 10 years of working for a federal judge in his role as the ombudsman for BP, a big, huge oil company, I had to be professional all the time. And sadly, he passed away last month. And at that time, that's when I decided to not only honor him, but for all that I have learned in my professional life, I want to share that with others, especially younger people that are graduating from a college that are starting out and especially coming into Washington, D.C. I'd love to share all the little tips that helped me with my 10 years of working and supporting someone of an iconic figure in Washington, D.C. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I hope we cross paths next time I go to Washington, D.C. I hope we do. I'd love to see you. Love to see you. I just want to mention for those who want to find these books, so um, the one that is about living your vision and purpose, if you type bit.ly forward slash D Burrell vision, then you will get uh, her Amazon uh, link for that. And for the second one, which is open up the door and let me in. I just love that title. <laughs> doc, doc, doc. Yeah. <laughs> forward slash D Burrell open. Okay. So the first one is Deborel Vision. Second one is Deborel Open. All right. You type that and you'll get the Amazon link to be able to get the book. Amazing. Dee, where can people find you? They want to connect with you. I am on LinkedIn and you can simply just type in Doretha or Dee Burrell on LinkedIn. And because I've completing 10 years of supporting someone else. I'm starting fresh and new. So I'm on, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also personally send me an email. And my email address is dburrell123 at gmail.com. And you can feel free if you'd like to call me. My mobile is 215-913-7600. Eight, four. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. If you're going through something, you just need someone to talk to, you know, as a life coach, you need, I feel it's so important to have someone that you can share things with. I'm not a psychologist, but I am someone who has gone through trials and tribulations in my life and I've overcome them. Wonderful. And I would love to help you through whatever you may be experiencing. Thank Dee, you so much. Thank you so much for your oh, time. Thank was you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I wish everyone an awesome day. And remember, love you first. Yes, love thyself. Thank you. Have thank an amazing you. day. Thank you. I'll Bye-bye. see you next. Bye. Oh, you see, there's always a way, no matter what you're going through, what you've been through, your gender, your age, you can reach anything you want. You set your mind to it and you go for it. That's exactly what Dee Burrell did. And look at her. She looks amazing. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. 
We'll see you soon for some more real talk. In my mind, body, and soul. Real talk. In my mind, body, and soul. Real talk. Real talk.